0: What if I told you that self-awareness is not a personality trait, but instead a technique that anyone can use right now? Our topic today is the very subject of this entire podcast. Of course, I'm talking about self-awareness. Like other pop psychology words such as narcissism, vulnerability, attachment issues, gaslighting, and so on, Self-awareness has become one of those words that everyone talks about, but very few people seem to actually know what it is. Let's face it, you know something has become a mainstream buzzword when there's an option to choose it as one of your interests on Tinder. So, what does self-awareness actually mean? Well, instead of telling you, why don't I show you? With a technique I like to call peeling the onion? In his bestseller, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a F***, author Mark Manson writes, Self-awareness is like an onion. There are multiple layers. And the more you peel them back, the more likely you're going to start crying at inappropriate times. Here's an example where Mark is feeling annoyed at his brother, so he starts peeling the onion to find out the reason why. You know, it bugs me that my brother doesn't return my texts. How come it bugs you? Because it feels like he doesn't give a crap about me. Okay. Why does this seem true? Because if he wanted to have a relationship with me, he'd take 10 seconds out of his day to interact with me. Okay. Why does his lack of relationship with you feel like a failure? Because we're brothers. We're supposed to have a good relationship. Okay. Okay. Why are brothers supposed to have a good relationship? Because we're family, and family are supposed to be close. Okay, why does that seem true to you? Because being close with your family is normal and healthy, and I don't have that. Aha, bingo. You see how by peeling the onion, we went from the surface layer of It bugs me that my brother doesn't text me down to the emotional root cause of I'm scared that I'm abnormal because I'm not close with my family. But before we get into any definitions, let's try another example. Last week, I was on the phone with a friend of mine. Let's call him Ryan. On our call, Ryan was telling me about his coworker, who, one day out of the blue, said, Oh, Ryan, you're like the brother I never had. Hearing this, Ryan was pretty surprised, since the two of them had been flirting for quite a few months now. But he took it pretty well, and told himself, Oh, okay, I guess she wants to be friends. That's cool. But then, throughout the conversation, she apparently brought it up again and again and again. Yeah, you're just such a great friend. I'm so lucky to have a friend like you at work. At this point, Ryan found himself getting more and more annoyed. So he and I started peeling the onion. I'm feeling annoyed at my coworker. Okay. Why are you annoyed at your coworker? Because she's already made it clear she wants to be friends. She doesn't have to say it five times in one conversation. I get it, okay? Okay, and why does her wanting to be friends bother you? Well, because she's friendzoning me. Okay, and why does being friend zoned bother you? Because when someone zones you, it means you're undesirable. Okay, and why do you believe that? Well, I wasn't very popular with the girls in high school, so I guess I always just thought that I was unlovable somehow. And so when people friendzone me, I guess it just confirms my greatest fear that I'm unlovable. And there it is. You see how, with a little bit of work, we went from, I feel annoyed at my coworker, to, I'm scared that maybe I'm unlovable. So now that you've seen two examples, I'm guessing you already have a good idea of what self-awareness is. Essentially, self-awareness is our ability to answer the question, why do I feel what I feel? For example, why does what my classmate said bug me so much? Or, why do I feel upset at my husband? But you might be wondering, okay, but why ask these questions at all? What's the point? Well, let me ask you, when something's bothering you, what do you normally do to deal with the emotion? For example, maybe you tell yourself, just stop thinking about it and it'll go away. But the problem with that approach is, if I ask you, stop thinking about elephants, what are you thinking about, right? Or another popular strategy is, you might try to come up with reasons to devalue the thing that's bothering you. Like, whatever, she wasn't that hot anyways. Or, it's okay, I guess I didn't care about that promotion that much. But the thing is, how is this any different from the first strategy? When you're trying to come up with reasons to not care about something, isn't that just reaffirming how much you cared in the first place? The problem is, when we're feeling upset, or ashamed, or nervous, our instinct is to struggle, to flail, to do anything we can to stop feeling this negative emotion as soon as possible. But the problem is, emotions are like quicksand. The harder you struggle, the deeper you sink. So the more you try to stop feeling an emotion, the more powerful you make it. So, what's the solution? Well, in the procrastination episode, I used the example of a scene from Harry Potter, where Hermione is trying to motivate the student army, yet she can't bring herself to even say the name of he who shall not be named. V, 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 V. -v. She just can't say it. But then, she finally took the leap and said, V v Voldemort. And when she did, everyone suddenly realized, Oh, it's just a name. And Voldemort is just a dude. In fact, the very source of his power was fear. So by refusing to acknowledge his existence, all they were doing was making him more and more powerful. On the other hand, when we bring these supposedly scary things into the light, they immediately lose their power over us. And this is why we practice self-awareness. Because once we get down to the core and uncover that emotional root cause, that emotion no longer controls us. What Hermione and her friends realize is that Voldemort is just a story. The same way that Mark Manson, believing that he's somehow abnormal, or my friend Ryan, believing that he's somehow unlovable. These are just stories we tell ourselves. And we tell ourselves these stories because, however big or small, whether intentional or not, we've all been hurt at some point in our lives. And these painful moments left scars that, over time, became insecurities. But as time went on, these insecurities became buried under layer after layer of denial. So gradually, we forgot what it was that hurt us in the first place. But the moment you get down to the core of the onion and reveal that core insecurity, you realize, oh, this was it the whole time? And from that point on, every time you feel that emotion, you'll be able to instantly tell yourself, oh, look, Here I go again, telling myself that silly story. Because by then, that story will no longer be a part of your identity. As the brilliant writer Stephen Fry likes to say, our insecurities are like a wound. Once you start talking about it and getting oxygen on it, that's when it can finally start to heal. Or in other words, you gotta name it to tame it. And look, I'll be honest, looking in the mirror and asking tough questions is not going to be comfortable. It's going to take a lot of practice. But what's the alternative? As the Buddhist priest Yongge Mingyur says, Ultimately, happiness comes down to choosing between the discomfort of being aware of your mental afflictions or the discomfort of being ruled by them. As in, what would you prefer? Asking yourself a few uncomfortable questions? Or, letting your insecurities pull your puppet strings for the rest of your life? In the movie 8 Mile, Eminem plays a character that's competing in a rap battle. Now normally, rap battles are reactive. You say something about me, I say something about you. But in one of the most iconic scenes in modern pop culture, M's character, instead of rapping about his opponent, starts listing every single thing his opponent could say against him. I am white. I am a bum. I do live in a trailer with my mom. So by the time it was the opponent's turn, there was nothing left to say. Because how do you make fun of someone if they accept everything that they are? In the same way, Instead of denying, avoiding, or struggling against our emotions, by acknowledging those emotions and owning your insecurities, nothing can ever hurt you. So the next time you feel something bothering you, just be curious. Have some fun with it and ask, why do I feel this way? Because remember, there's nothing wrong with having insecurities. After all, you didn't choose what happened to you in the past, but how you live your life from this moment on, well, that's entirely up to you. Go get him, tiger. If you were able to get some value out of today's episode, please pay it forward and send it to someone else that you think it can help. My name is Steve. Thank you so much for listening to Slightly Less Clueless. Take care and I'll see you next time.